And here we go. Here we go. On this Monday, it is the first day of August 2022, 6 p.m. straight up. You are in the midst of Real Talk Memphis. Glad to have you with us. I'm your humble host, Chip Washington. I'm glad to be here. I hope you had a uh, good week. Did you enjoy the rain we had over the weekend? Not a lot of rain yesterday, so we've been complaining about it. We needed it, and we got it. Today was a nice day on the back end of it. Not too warm, but uh, it's August, okay? So understand that it's going to be hot again this week, maybe after tomorrow. We're going to be seeing uh, temperatures back in the mid to upper 90s, heat indices close to 110 degrees. You know the song, right? Same song, different days. So just uh, be careful out there in the heat. Uh, we uh, have a pretty good show for you tonight. If all the stars are aligned and everything is working out well, we should do okay. Uh, don't know if we're going to have Facebook Live tonight. We're going to see if we can't try to set it up. I'm not sure if we can. But uh, if not, there's always different ways to catch this fine piece of radio broadcasting. How? You can uh, hear us live right now on 91.7 on your FM dial, WYXR. You can also go to the WYXR.org uh, website and hear us live right now. We are also on the TuneIn app live right now. And well, I, I'm reserving the uh, usual, you know, you can catch us on Facebook Live line because I don't know how that's going to work tonight. But we are going to repost the show on YouTube a little bit later on tonight or tomorrow. And uh, we are a podcast. And as a podcast, uh, when they post the show tomorrow, you can catch us wherever you get your podcast. All right. All right. So, um, talked about the weather. It was very, very nice. Uh, good to have some rain over the weekend. A very nice Monday. And as I said a few minutes ago, we're going to have a, a pretty good show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about a variety of issues, as we generally do on this uh, show. Uh, Pat Mitchell Worley is uh, going to join us a bit later on in the show, about 6.30-ish or so, uh, to talk about uh, being named the new president and CEO of the Soulsville Foundation. We're going to find out how she feels about that and uh, how she's looking forward. Also, we're going to speak to uh, Reverend Ayanna Watkins. She is the executive director and lead organizer of MICA. Uh, we're going to talk, and they're a social justice organization here in the city, and we're going to talk about what MIFA is doing and some of the changes they'd like to see in terms of the criminal justice uh, uh, area and things like that. So that should be pretty interesting. And later on in the uh, second half hour, we're going to speak to Dr. Kendricks Hooker. Now, who is he? He's the Vice President of Academic Affairs for Tennessee Southwest Community College. And they have launched a new program uh, for a two-year college that no one in the state of Tennessee has. I'm going to reserve all of that. That's a little bit of a tease. I'm going to reserve all that uh, uh, for coming up uh, in just a, a little bit. We'll explain that in the second half hour. But uh, as always... Uh, we are going to uh, salute you. You know, there's, there's, there. When you're born, there's a reason for you to be born, and if you're still here, there's a reason for you to be still here. And we like to celebrate that here on the big radio broadcast. Uh, it is called the shout out. We give you the birthday shout outs, make you feel good. And if your friends are out there listening, you know they can they can check it out as well. But we can't do that until I say, hit it, Lola. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, going out to Melinda White. Tony Bologna is celebrating today, as is Lisa Catron. Danny Sidney Jr., happy birthday to you. Tiffany T. Salt, happy birthday. Desiree Hunter, Crystal Tate, Judy Stewart Alderson is celebrating today, as is Boris Tamazer. 
Bishop Matthew Jordan and Farrell Snowden. Cynthia, Bryant, Cynthia Bowen, excuse me, is celebrating today. Annette Patrick, an old friend of mine, she's celebrating her birthday today. As is Chris, not Chip, Chris Washington, she's celebrating today. Tamara Levy and my old television news colleague, Audrey Garrett, is celebrating her birthday today. So to each and every one of you, if today is your birthday or your birthday is coming up this week or you had one this past week or the weekend, happy belated, happy upcoming, and we hope to the Lord lets us be here this time next year so we can celebrate your trip around the sun all over again. Cheers to everybody. Thanks, Logan. Okay, so in uh, news and notes, uh, we had a, a, a couple of um, uh, well-known folks uh, leave us uh, yesterday. Uh, basketball legend Bill Russell died yesterday. He was 88 years old, 11-time NBA champion, uh, MVP, uh, was a man who was very much of a leader in the social social justice movement back in the day. Uh, just a just a uh, just a I don't know just an avalanche of of of, of condolences uh, to him. You know on his passing, he was a very very well thought of man who cared more about you uh, than he cared about himself, and that's that's being selfless, not selfish. We also found out later on yesterday that Nichelle Nichols. Now, I don't know if you're as old as me, but Nichelle Nichols played Lieutenant Uhura on the Star Trek, the original Star Trek. She died yesterday at the age of 89. Now, I think William Shatner, he's still alive, and he's like 91, 92. But, uh, yeah, she, she, was, uh, she, all, you know, she was, I guess, the first black you know, female in, in, a, in a role like that. And, you know, all of us had crushes on her back in the day because she was, you know, I used to wear those little short outfits, you know. Kind of like when Lola comes in sometimes. She anyway. <laughs> Well, anyway, our sincere condolences uh, to the passing of those well-known personalities. So um, there is uh, some follow-up in terms of uh, Pastor Reverend Dr. Eason Williams' death a couple of weeks ago. The three 15-year-olds who were involved in charge with first-degree murder were in court today uh, looking for a decision as to whether they're going to be tried as adults or they're not, or they're gonna, you know, stay in the juvenile court system. Well, the judge delayed uh, his ruling on that today. He said he was giving the attorneys more time to collect their documentation. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But that's the big question. The big question is, and I asked you guys this before, um, what do you think? Do you think these three 15-year-olds should be tried as an adult, or should they go through the juvenile court system? There's a lot of passion on both sides of this particular. Issue. So we'll see how it all how it all breaks out. Now, speaking of uh, Reverend Dr. Artura Easton Williams, uh, her funeral arrangements have been made. Tomorrow there will be a wake for her uh, at a uh, funeral home in West Memphis. I'm sure you can go to any one of the sites to find out <clears throat> exactly where that is. Uh, that uh, that goes on tomorrow, and then her funeral will be Wednesday at 10 a.m. at St. Paul United Methodist Church uh, in Lakeland. So <clears throat> if you want to pay your respects you know, to, to her in that situation, uh, please feel free to do so. I mentioned the heat a few minutes ago. Well, it's still blazing in pretty much uh, most of the country, but on the back end of that, uh, there have been several places that have seen some extraordinary flooding. Now, out west, it's so hot, uh, wildfires fires are raging 
from California all the way into, you know, up to Washington State, Oregon, California. They are really going through it as far as wildfires are concerned because it's been so dry <clears throat> out there. As far as uh, a little bit further east, maybe east of the Mississippi, uh, we've heard a lot about flooding. Flash flooding uh, is a big issue in, in Kentucky in particular. The state has so far confirmed 35 people have died as a result of flooding the last couple of days. And they, they say that there's a lot of folks still missing. Uh, so, you know, prayers up to the folks, uh, you know, out there in uh, the state of Kentucky because it's a bad, bad, bad situation. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, by the way, today was the first day of school for the school teachers, the Memphis City and Shelby County Schools. Uh, teachers returned to the classroom today, which means that uh, the young folks will be back one week from today. So school officially starts for the kids uh, next Monday. Uh, but, uh, but for the teachers, they are back and getting ready to go. Did you know that today began Tennessee Grocery Tax State holiday for the entire month of August? That's right. You can save on dairy, uh, produce, and, and other things like that. And, but the exemptions, let me just give the exemptions. The exemptions uh, that don't fall under that are alcohol, uh, prepared food, tobacco, diet supplements, and candy. I mean, still a pretty good deal. There's a lot you can, there's a lot you can buy with that. I mean, you know, so yeah, so get out there. And, and it's, like I said, it's, it's a tax-free holiday on the groceries for the entire month. So take advantage of that particular situation. Uh, and uh, speaking of, there is a big election coming up in three days. Thursday is election day. So you didn't, you didn't early vote? Well, prepare to find some long lines, I'm pretty sure, on the day of the election, which is Thursday. You can't help but see signs every which way. And uh, uh, I don't know if there's going to be any major upsets, but uh, I think the race I'm looking at is the uh, district attorney's race. I think that could be relatively interesting and uh, with all of the issues pertaining to car tags and things like that uh, a race that was <clears throat> not considered to be close might be a bit closer uh, for Wanda Halbert but we were we will uh, see how that goes now speaking of the car tags uh, the clerk's office says that he has finally caught up with the backlog and has started to process and ship more than 8,000 plates that are now ready for delivery to the Shelby County mailroom okay I'll give you my address off air because I haven't gotten mine yet. All right. So we, we need to take care of that business because I don't feel like getting stopped. Uh, but uh, they say things are slowly moving. The tires are slowly moving through the mud. So hopefully in the next few weeks, uh, we will all be happy. The ones uh, who need these uh, brand new plates. But uh, the blame game still continue. Wanda Halbert had a press conference a couple days ago and she's still, you know, knocking the mayor's office and the, and the county commissioners because they kind of slapped her wrist and, uh, about all this, but it's been a bit, a bit frustrating. So hopefully things are on the right track. Um, it was something else I was going to say, but I can't remember what it was, so I won't say it. But I will say that we are going to take our first break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to get uh, things kicked off. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the condition of our city in terms of crime. Uh, when we speak to the executive director of MICA, uh, Reverend Ayana Watkins, this is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are, and we will be right back. Huh? Nobody's, oh. Hello, Ayana, are you there?
If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. The FedEx St. Jude Championship celebrates 65 years of professional golf in Memphis with a new event that brings the heart of our hometown to TPC Southwind. This year's tournament features the launch of the Soul in One Celebration, a festival showcasing Memphis culture, music, food, makers, and more. The event kicks off Wednesday, August 10th at 11 a.m. on Tournament Drive and includes live music from Marcella and her lovers, The Privilege, Stax Music Academy, and Brandon Lewis, along with WYXR DJs, as well as a local craft foods market and a family sports activity zone provided by Nike. For more information, visit FedExChampionship.com. The next round of our collaboration beers with Crosstown Brewing Company is ready. Take a walk down the tart end of the street, where soul music meets a fruity and flavorful sour beer with notes of pineapple, peach, and apricot. You can find the beer at grocery stores and other local Crosstown Brewing Company retailers. A portion of the proceeds goes towards helping WYXR and supporting community radio in Memphis. Visit CrosstownBeer.com for more information. The Orpheum Broadway season presents Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, August 16th through the 21st. Aaron Sorkin's stage adaptation is directed by Bartlett Schur. Richard Thomas will play the role of Atticus Finch in this Broadway national tour. For more information, visit orpheum-memphis.com. The University of Memphis is proud to be a founding partner of WYXR. They are hiring technicians, electricians, plumbers, custodians, and HVAC mechanics. The job fair is in the ballroom on the U of M campus on July 27th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Free parking is available in the Zach Curlin garage. For more information, call the HR department at 901-678-3573. That's 901-678-3573. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. It's your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy uh, to have you with us and very happy that my first guest is with us. Now, you know, uh, I don't think that there's any doubt about the fact that, you know, we are all struggling uh, with uh, a lot of the crime issues that are going on in our city. And I don't think it, it helps to, you know, turn your head and hide from it because there's a lot going on out here. And I think one of the more high profile, uh, very sad occurrences happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when the, uh, you know, Reverend Dr. Uh, Atura Easton Williams was killed in a carjacking at her home by three 15-year-olds uh, who were involved in all of this. Well, uh, earlier this, no, last week, uh, there was a press conference held because there's the, the, the instantaneous debate was, do these three young people need to be sent straight up to the adult uh, version of, of prison and jail or stay in uh, the uh, juvenile justice court system? Well, uh, the family of uh, uh, Dr. Eason 
uh, was there at the press conference. They had a press conference, and they had both all spoke very eloquently about their mom and their wishes. And someone else who was there, someone who's been out in these streets uh, and, and, and really trying to change the system for the better because there's some inequities. Uh, please welcome to Real Talk Memphis, Reverend Ayala Watkins. She is the executive director and lead organizer of MICA. And Reverend Watkins, it's so good to see you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, too. Absolutely. So um, I wanted to allude to the press conference because you all were there. You were there in particular. Mm -hmm. And I guess before we move forward, tell everybody who doesn't know exactly what MIFA is. I mean, I'm sorry, not MIFA. Um, MICA is, as an organization, what you all do uh, and what you are trying to get our city and our counties to move in the same direction on. Absolutely. So MICA is Memphis Interfaith Coalition for Action and Hope. We are an organizing coalition of over 80 faith, labor, and community organizations. Oh and we're joining together to give a more powerful voice for issues of justice in our city. We like to say we're an organization of organizations. Uh, and so we're trying to build on the community institutions and structures that are already in place to continue to bring attention to these issues that are plaguing our people. And frankly, sending a lot of folks to our individual congregations and nonprofits for help. Um, this is a way for the folks who do that work to go upstream and to say, what's causing folks to have to need these services? What's causing us to get to this point in the first place? So that's what Micah is doing. We've been doing that. Uh, we started, had our first meeting in 2016 mm -hmm. um, in October, just before the legendary election mm -hmm. uh, at the federal level. And just after uh, the also legendary protest on the I-40 bridge right here in Memphis. Um, and so it was a time, um, it was the right time for us. We And we chose the issues that we would work on in 2018. And here we are coming up on five years since that time. So talk about uh, any successes that you have seen and more importantly, what we're looking at down the road because I think that we're at a very critical juncture here. I mean, we've seen crime escalate in ways I hadn't seen in years. And more troubling is the fact that so many young people, I mean, young people are committing very serious crimes. Talk a little bit about that and your agenda moving forward in terms of what you would like to see from some of these partnering organizations because as you said, there, there is strength in numbers. That's right. That's right. So, um, as Micah, we work on in three particular areas, economic equity, education equity, and race and class equity in the justice system. And a lot of the conversation that we have around crime tends to fall into that last pillar of work, right, mm -hmm. around the justice and the criminal legal system. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's fed into by the other two, economic inequity, education inequity. We can't untie any of those things. Um, I was talking to someone who knew uh, Reverend Dr. Artur very well, and she was very saddened, um, of course, by her death and um, saddened even more deeply by the fact that children were involved. Um, and she said recently she stopped for gas at a gas station. Right. And two very small children, maybe elementary school age, came up to her car asking her for money. Mm -hmm. She was so astounded by their young age. She said, where are your parents? And they pointed to a car nearby. Mm -hmm. She said, if we if I'm looking at children who are begging in the parking lot of a gas station when they can barely tie their own shoes, why are we surprised that five or 10 years down the road? children are are doing what we consider sometimes to be uh, grown-up crimes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, our children are struggling. Yes, yeah. Uh, and our families are struggling. 
Uh, and everybody's just sort of at their wits end. Uh, and so I do think, I agree with you, I think this is a critical point in our in our history. I think this is a critical point for our city and our county and for us to say, what are we going to do to turn this thing around? Yeah, so, I mean, that is the question. And I saw, you know, several folks, uh, you know, organizations, uh, you know, for justice at that press conference, Just City was there and, and several others. And I know that, that many of you, um, I think a big role is to try to challenge some of our political leaders you know, into, you know, really starting to try to, to develop. But let me ask you, uh, you know, what is it that we need to do? What is it? I mean, what, what do you see as an organization that, that has a little teeth, that has some, you know, teeth to it that we need to do to help these kids? Last week I had a couple of pastors on who were very close to, uh, you know, Dr. Easter Williams. And, and, and the question comes up, and it's still coming up, is what do we do with juveniles who commit adult crimes? Do you think that they should be sent up or does it depend on the case? I mean, what's, what's, what's the viewpoint there? Sure, I'll tell you something and I can tell it in uh, Sister Ayana's words that I heard her say at the press conference, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when she asked, when she was told by our current district attorney that these young people can be better served in adult jail, in adult detention than they can in juvenile detention and youth detention. That is a travesty. What are we doing with our juvenile justice system if not to give children a chance to have and redeem their adult lives, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I understand um, the argument when people say, you know, children committing adult crimes, but these children are also facing adult-sized problems that they're not equipped to fix. What happens when you have to go to school hungry? What happens when you come home and there's no lights, no heat in the winter, mm-hmm. no AC in the summer? Mm-hmm. And that's happening because we're having jobs for their parents that barely pay the bills, if that. And so these problems are systemic. And I know sometimes everybody doesn't want to, you know, we want to reach for the immediate solution. And and of course, I want that too. I want to be able to push a button and, and magically fix it. Sure. But I know we didn't get into this problem in a day and we're not going to get out in a night. And so if we can really commit ourselves, first of all, to saying, once a young person commits a crime, this egregious, how can we meet them with the youth justice system that was supposedly designed for their age group Mm -hmm. and say, how can we start the rehabilitation and the restoration process? That's not saying don't put the children in the jail at all. That's not saying they don't need to have consequences for the things that they do. But can those consequences be appropriate for their development, their developmental stage? And beyond that, can we meet them, catch them, interrupt them before they even get to this place? If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Reverend Ayanna Watkins. She is the executive director and lead organizer of Micah Memphis. And that's a very interesting point uh, that you made in reference to the juvenile justice system because you know, these young people out here committing these crimes, there's no there's no deterrent. I mean, 201 is not a deterrent. I mean, this it's like a revolving door around there. And it sounds like you're you're really advocating for the juvenile justice system, the way they do things, it needs an overhaul. I mean, and because maybe they're not fo- I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is that where you're going with this? I think they need to step it, I think they need to step it up. Mm-hmm. And I think they can. If we can resource the juvenile justice system with age and developmentally appropriate resources, what if we can make interventions? I used to do this work as a social worker. Mm -hmm. Before I was a community organizer, I was a social worker. Mm -hmm. And I would go to juvenile detention and I did poetry and I helped try to help folks get in touch with their feelings and unpack past traumas. If we can't get these children counselors, if we can't get them what they need, how? They're gonna come out eventually, 
right? Even if they go to adult jail, eventually they're coming out. Mm-hmm. Are we going to bring out folks with the equipment to begin to re-enter society with some strength and some do-goodery? Or are we going to leave them with the same pain that they come out with and no resources to lead a different life? Many folks think that uh, a lot of the problems uh, that we see with our young people stem from the fact uh, that they get the love and attention and uh, maybe some kind of respect from the streets, you know, rather mm-hmm. from their homes. I don't subscribe to the, you know, single parent, you know, deal like, oh, that's a problem. No, it's not. I, mean, I know plenty of single mothers who have raised wonderful human. There you go. Wonderful human, <laughs> wonderful human beings on the serious side. This to me is, I mean, this just stays inside me because, you know, we, we need to love on them. And, and, and I hear people say, you know what, this is not a them problem. This is an all of us problem. So all mm-hmm. of us together need to start to, to wrap our arms around this. And I think I hear you saying the same thing as well. The problem is the juvenile justice system as it's set up is even if you commit a heinous crime like murder, if you're under 18, you stay there until you're 18 years old and then you're out. I believe that's how it works, isn't it? It's a lot more complicated than that, and okay. I will leave an attorney and a judge sure. to give you sure. a much better explanation. Sure. But I'm, again, let's find appropriate consequences, right? We're not talking about letting um, somebody who committed murder out in another year, but what's an appropriate consequence for what has happened, especially given what's already happened to the child yeah. in their own life? So this gives, so really what you're doing is you're, you're asking the base question. I mean, what what... What can be done, something should be done, is what you're saying, mm-hmm. clearly. But what can be done is how we get all the brain trust together to figure it out. Because I'll be honest, you know, we have, we get, we, we have uh, very shocking uh, uh, events like this one. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we have a march, you know, against gun violence. And then two hours later, you fi- three, four, five people are shot. You know, I think there's an availability issue of guns and weapons that is just too free. And, you know, I happen to think that some parents do need to kind of know what their kids are doing. I mean, you know, you're living under my roof. I need to know what you're doing. Do you agree with that or, or no? Oh, 100 percent. As parents, we got I have a five year old and a two year old at home right now. OK. Oh, well, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to take care of mine. I have to know where they are. And as they continue to grow and get older and more independent, I need to know where they are. A hundred percent. But what if I had to work two jobs? What if I was by myself? Yeah. Where's the village? Yeah. Where's the village to help surround each other mm-hmm. and make sure that everybody is watched and kept an eye on, that folks have places to go so that they don't have to turn to the streets for, as you said, this love and this attention, this affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and where are the places where we can cut off some of these things even before they start, right? You're not going to solve crime by taking three by taking carjackers off the street alone. You have to do that. But if you stop there, then you've left the siblings and the cousins who now want revenge, who now are angry because their loved one is locked up, right? And now we've created another situation that's ripe for more crime. We can't keep doing it one child at a time. The cycle continues, and it's a sad cycle that we see. But we think Mm -hmm. we're very thankful for organizations like you who bring awareness and attention to the to the forefront, which which needs to be happening, and then at some particular point in time, somebody's going to listen, and uh, hopefully there'll be some really serious conversations about how we wrap our arms around these children. Because you just brought up several points about you know what about this, what about that, what a parent has worked two jobs, and the kids are left alone. Those are those are extraordinarily important points that need to be digested and and, and worked out at some particular point in time. But listen, I really want to thank you for coming on the show, and more importantly, what you do to help us. Uh, 
see things better in our community because we desperately need it. And uh, uh, anything, any uh, any events, activities, or or, or things that uh, you have coming up down the road, uh, please feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you back on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. And tell people remember to vote on August fourth if you haven't already. Amen to that. Remember to vote. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Reverend Ayanna Watkins. You have a good night. Take care. Thank you. You too. Yes, ma'am. So that was a good conversation, and there's a lot of there's a grain of truth in there. There's a whole bunch of it actually. When you're thinking about our young our young people, you know, a lot of folks uh, have uh, abandoned the concept of of uh, you know reach one, teach one, or uh, you know it takes a village to raise a child. It takes all of that to raise these kids these days because there's there's a big hole. There's something missing there, uh, but. In, in, in any event, um, I'm very thankful uh, for her to uh, uh, take some time to talk to us this evening, and particularly about this uh, issue. And she's right. Voting uh, election day is Thursday. And by the way, before we go to break, we're talking about these young juveniles. There was a raid uh, that the um, police department did yesterday. Uh, they rounded up 14 uh, individuals uh, in a carjacking ring. The youngest one, 10 years old. Think about that. We're going to break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about stacks. That's the music stacks. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. This is Clarkwood Keys, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. We are proud to be WYXR's official beer sponsor for 2022. Memphis music deserves Memphis beer. Working with the WYXR team has been an awesome way to support local community radio and foster a deeper connection with music while doing it. Our Instagram and Facebook pages feature all the updates regarding CBC and WYXR's frequent collaborations. Enjoy following along. Support for WYXR comes from Focal Point. Located in Crosstown Concourse, Focal Point is a Southern College of Optometry clinical facility that offers fittings with designer eyewear and eco-friendly frames. Learn more at focalpointcrosstown.com. This is Will Goodwin, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. Just like WYXR, Crosstown Brewing supports Memphis music and our neighbors who use their talents to make it. Our beers can be found at our 3,000 square foot tap room right here at the Crosstown Concourse and at your favorite bars, restaurants, and stores throughout Tennessee, Mississippi, and Eastern Arkansas. Enjoy. The FedEx St. Jude Championship celebrates 65 years of professional golf in Memphis with a new event that brings the heart of our hometown to TTC Southland. This year's tournament features the launch of the Soul in One Celebration, a festival showcasing Memphis culture, music, food, makers, and more. The event kicks off Wednesday, August 10th at 11 a.m. on Tournament Drive and includes live music from Marcella and her lovers, The Privilege, Stax Music Academy, and Brandon Lewis, along with WYXR DJs, as well as a local craft foods market and a family sports activity zone provided by Nike. For more information, visit FedExChampionship.com. 
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Very happy to have you with us. I see my brother Michael Washington from Los Angeles, California, checking us out tonight, as well as my friend Diane Towns. And uh, I did see James Winfrey on there as well. So thank you all for, for tuning us in and checking us out. Uh, Stacks Museum is our treasure. No doubt about it. It, it is when you talk about the history of music, you, you can't even have complete the sentence without talking about Stacks. Well, uh, my next guest is someone uh, who we all know, and she's been around the music scene for, for, for many years. And recently, uh, she was uh, promoted or appointed or whatever the word is. She's in charge now. How about that? <laughs> Please welcome to the show, Pat Mitchell Wardley. She, there you go. She's the president and CEO of Soulsville Foundation, which basically covers all the aspects of Stacks. And Pat, my friend, good to see you. Good to see you too. This is so weird to be interviewed for my um, <laughs> position at Soulsville Foundation when uh, my radio show is on WYXR also. Yes. And I'm on the WYXR board. So I am I am dedicated to this station. So <laughs> Well, that's a good thing. Any opportunity to that's what I'm saying, and I'm glad. And I'm glad I got you. I, that, that, you know, I mean, you know, station reference aside, I'm glad I got you on this show. A lot of folks are very excited for you to be here, and, <laughs> and congratulations, by the way, on this. Congratulations, it's it's it's, it's a big honor. Thank you. Yeah. Now you 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 were over the music academy. You know, I, go ahead, go ahead, Pat. Yes, I was over the music academy for the last four years. So through COVID. Um, it's um it's really funny because I I've been telling you know people this story um, because it's really it's it's just a true um, perspective of where I feel like I am right. and I had a little panic attack the other night Why? because I realized that the legacy of Stax Records as it stands in Memphis Tennessee is now under my leadership <laughs> yeah. it was like this moment yeah. Know, yeah. like yeah you're like i'm in charge wow. i'm in charge yeah. of the whole thing like i'm in charge <laughs> yeah. and it's just like oh my goodness this is something that i love and i love so much and feel so connected to yeah. like a lot of us do and um so just just very grateful to be in this position. Well, listen, uh, you know, you, you've been doing this for a while, as you, as you say, and now you're, you're, you're basically in charge of, of, of the, the whole thing. And I can understand the out-of-body experience. You know, you, you sit back and you, and, you, and you say to yourself, wait a minute. I'm I'm what I'm in charge, but uh, so now that you are, and I know you just, no. you, I know yeah exactly, I, and I, and I know that you're just kind of you know getting getting warmed up, but you do know the organization you know backwards and forwards uh, because you were the associate director of all of this too. So so let's take a forward look. You know I mean you know in terms of what Pat Mitchell Worley is looking at you know as we move down the road in our various uh, connective tissues we like to call stacks. Well, I think the the big things um, 
is that SMA gets back to that pre-COVID level as far as interactions and instruction for students. You know, we've done, um, when COVID numbers go up, we've done, um, we've had students go to virtual. We have been doing COVID testing of students weekly uh, for the last two years. Sure. And some, some families weren't comfortable with their students being around other students. Um, and it, I feel like that we are past that, mm -hmm. that um, one, our, our families have a lot of, a lot of faith in the work that we do as far as keeping the kids safe. Mm -hmm. Um, we COVID was, you know, very difficult on all of us, Everybody, but yeah. on the arts programs, it was just like, especially for youth. Um, so I'm excited to get the Academy back to that level that it was at before COVID. Um, then on the museum side, next year is the museum's 20th anniversary. So there will be a lot of announcements oh, wow. yeah. that go with that special year. Sure, you know? sure, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. there's some, some surprises coming. Well, we like surprises, so you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make you spill it. I'm just gonna we just gonna wait for the surprise to come, and, we, and, we, and we'll float from there. So, but but what you said was, you know, I think everybody's starting to recover from COVID now a bit, and you know, life is starting to return back to you know how it was, you know, pre-COVID. And obviously, I hear what you're saying. That's a very important dynamic because you know you 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 one thing you do deal with is a lot of young people. There's a lot of young people, a lot of talented young people, a lot of you know, and 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 they're in the midst of this experience. They're going to the academy. You have the museum there and everything. So that is vitally important because obviously you know you're raising folks you know who could be the next big thing musically, uh, but but even maybe down the road run the organization. Talk about that. Yeah, that. I mean, all of the students who attend the Music Academy, not all of them want to be the star. Right. They don't want to be the one with the spotlight performing. Sure. They may be a sideman. They play horn. Mm -hmm. um, they may be in production. Uh, we have our, a pretty, pretty dynamic production department where students learn every behind-the-scenes role sure. that goes into putting on a show. Mm -hmm. We even do um, film and for those students just the opportunities that come through program and the things that they get to do mm -hmm. give them real real world experience you know our students are volunteering and even getting we do placements with them um and they get jobs where they make money yeah. and they get to go out and, and do the things that they've been learning in the classroom and do it in the real world so that experience has been amazing for them. So we don't know if that the student that we're looking at, the potential of people, you know, trying to capture that and inspire, inspire young people, um, that person could, yes, they could be the next huge star, but they could also be a person that is satisfied with the job that they have mm -hmm. that can make a fair living um, from their craft. And those are the people who are your neighbors and their kids go to school with you and they make up our community. So one of the things that we talk a lot about over here is that 
is your goal to be a superstar or is it just to be able to do the thing that you love every day and to make a living doing it? And I think that 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 comes out a lot um, because a lot of students are like, yeah, if I can make a living, that's all I want. You know, that's that's really why I create. And so that we hear those conversations a lot in the Music Academy. Um, but then also they're experiencing, you know, jobs that they never knew existed. Yeah. If you're a young person, you you don't really know everything that's out there and is available for you. So both both ways, you know, then we have like, let's say we talk about the thousands of kids who come through the museum sure. and learn, the, learn that story. Yeah. And look at these young people who were the same age as they are yep, now, exactly. <laughs> who exactly. were traveling the world, sure. yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it, it's, it's sort of mind blowing. It is. It is. And it, and it has, it has to bring forth a, a great uh, sense of, of pride. And, but listen, you know, I got to run, but I, I just, I had to have you on because I've known you for a while and I just, I'm real, was really excited as are quite a few people out there, um, of, you know, that you are now running the whole thing and I'm, and, I'm, and it's been left in wonderful hands. And uh, so, again, congratulations. Congratulations, uh, the new president and CEO of Soulsville Foundation, Pat Mitchell Worley. Uh, And uh, listen, you're always welcome back to Real Talk. So, you know, maybe between now and again, when you have some surprises for next year's 20th anniversary, maybe I can pry a couple of those out of you actually before before it happens. (laughs) Before it happens. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll come up with something. I know something you special just for you. I appreciate that. Pat. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for coming on Real Talk. I really appreciate it. It's okay. good to see you. Take care now. Thanks. All right. See you later. All right. Bye. Great. Bye-bye. Great, great interview there with uh, Pat uh, Mitchell Worley, uh, and she's running things now over at the Soulsville, and that's a very, very good thing for all of us. We are very excited for her, and congratulations from all of us here at Real Talk Memphis. We're going to take our final break, and when we come back, We're going to shift to the education side of things. And I'll just leave you with this tease. Have you ever wanted to uh, fly an airplane or be a part of the, uh, that industry, you know, but uh, didn't know how you were going to do it? Well, I have the answer after the break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Music meets you wherever you are. A great record finds you, and the trick it pulls off is that it records you. The music always remembers who you were when it first hit you, and for the rest of your natural-born life, wherever you go, music can take you back to whoever you were. At Loaded for Bear, the way we approach art and brand design is to find our clients wherever they really are, meet them there, and create lasting work that captures who they are. Just like y'all, we're from Memphis, and we're listeners. Loaded for Bear is proud to ride for WYXR and community radio anywhere. 
Clarion Security is proud to sponsor WYXR, and they are hiring at the Crosstown Concourse. Help protect the place that creates moments of discovery for us all. More information at 901-571-2065. Mempho Music Festival returns to Radiance Amphitheater at Memphis Botanic Garden on September 30th through October 2nd. This year's fest features the excitement of the Black Keys, Widespread Panic, Wilco, Jason Isbell, Portugal the Man, Tank and the Bangas, Bobby Rush, and many more. Visit MemphoFest.com for ticket packages, lineup information, FAQs, and more. That's MemphoFest.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this beautiful Monday evening. I don't know if I asked, did you have a good week? I hope you had a good week. Uh, I had a pretty good week. Um, got some rain over the weekend. Things cooling down. But, yeah, the heat is back, and it will be back later on this week. So I was uh, doing some research trying to figure out uh, some interesting uh, news to pass along to you fine folks out there who check this show out. And ran across a story from Tennessee, Southwest Tennessee Community College, uh, about a program that they are initiating, and I'm to understand that is it is the only program of its type in a two-year college in the entire state of Tennessee. And we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. My guest is a return guest, uh, uh, Dr. Kendrick Hooker. He is the Vice President of Academic Affairs at the Tennessee Southwest Community College. And Dr. Hooker, thanks for coming, man. Uh, thank you. For, thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you. Yes, sir. So, uh you guys have uh, started an aviation program, which I I had to read a couple of times because I was really amazed because there are right now the airline industry is having its set of challenges with uh, staffing and a lot of other things. But I guess first and foremost, how did you all decide that this was something that you wanted to do and talk a little bit about uh, this particular course? All right. So the aviation technology program, as you've already mentioned, it is is, is one first and foremost. It's a program that we're truly, truly excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first of its kind in our region because we are actually the first and only community college in the state that has an associate of applied science degree in aviation operations technology. That's great. That's great. This particular program has three concentrations. It has aviation administration. It has flight dispatcher, and the one that I know most people are excited about is the professional pilot. Um, So these three concentrations we believe is going to truly, truly assist. You just talked a little bit about um, um, the demand right now and the shortage of pilots. So this is our way, um, our attempt to respond to that. Um, How did all of this come about? Um, We are very fortunate, very fortunate to have two retired um, um, ex-FedEx pilots that work with us Mm -hmm. on our foundation. Mm -hmm. And these two gentlemen presented this to us, and they they essentially um, informed us that there would be soon a, a shortage in pilots. Uh, 
Um, so Southwest being who Southwest is, it is our responsibility to be responsive. Mm -hmm. And we've done that by creating um, this program. So again, the level of excitement at Southwest is, is beyond what I'm even showing right now, but we are um, ecstatic about what this program could bring to this region. Man, I, I, I completely co-signed on everything you just said. I think it's amazing because, I mean, you're offering uh, people an opportunity at a two-year that that you just don't see, you know, like, and probably, you know, anywhere. And, you know, you have right. to go through a, a long, drawn-out process, and I think everything has to do with timing. And you mentioned uh, the two members of the board uh, that sort of kind of knew what the, what the signal, you know, what the wind was about to blow in here. And uh, we're still seeing tremendous shortages in the airline industry as a whole. So, I mean, honestly, you can take this, I mean, you can almost take this as far as you want to. I mean, and, and really, I mean, talk a little bit about it because this is a major opportunity and it's not just about pilots. It's about, you know, the folks in the background, the folks, there are plenty of opportunities. So talk about that, that part of it. Oh, absolutely. So our goal at Southwest is to, to make sure that we are offering programs that will improve the socioeconomic mobility of our students. And therefore we are collaborating and are, in, and are in close contact with business and industry just to understand what their workforce needs are. And by, by having that understanding, we are now in a prime position to create programs such as the Aviation Operations Technology Program to make sure that we are on a consistent basis meeting um, workforce needs. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's important to also note that Southwest is a predominantly black institution. Right. Right. So a program such as this would now make aviation study and flight training accessible and financially feasible for underrepresented and low income students. Amazing. So that's what we're really, really excited about. Um, it is safe to say the diversity in aviation has yet to leave the ground. So, and a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, African-Americans make up only 3% of airline pilots and flight engineers. Stunned when I saw right. that. Stunned. Yes. And this so, is the so there's work to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's work to do. So that and that's the entire industry. The entire yes, airline is only three percent of folks and Af African Americans look like me and you that are in this. Yes, sir. That's a that's a very it's a very telling thing, you know, and, it, and it's really it's a little shocking considering how big this country is. But does it does that speak to opportunities or when you hear that or when you saw that, what did that trigger in you when you saw that number? Just simply Simply, we're doing the right thing, right? right? Confirmation. We need to do more. Confirmation. It's, it's important for us to, because again, many of our students may, they, they probably have never ever considered being a pilot. Right. 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 So now that they have this program in their backyard, now they can actually see themselves as being, being a pilot. So that's, that's why we're really excited about this because uh, this was a program, it, it took two years because it really did take two years for us to um, address all of the concerns and gaps and all of those mm -hmm. things. So now we do believe that we have a product that will train students, that will ensure that their workforce ready. And, and I mean, I'm, I can't wait two years from now to see students graduate from this program. It's, it's I just can't wait. Can you see yourself uh, as 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 a, as a as a college? being a feeder band for, for, for the local airline industry and even, even nationally, can you see this program really at some particular point based on the success of it being a feeder uh, school for, for years to come, you know, for pilots and, and, and other folks in the airline industry? 
We hope so. We hope so. Again, the goal is to make sure that when students complete this program, that they are workforce ready. Mm -hmm. And we hope that we have the American Airlines and Delta Airlines knocking on our door for our students. Yeah. It is our goal to make sure that we have the latest and the greatest in terms of technology. Uh, we want to make sure that we have faculty members that are trained and that are exposing students to what's happening in industry at this particular time. And I think if we do all of those things and continue to collaborate and converse with business and industry to yeah. make sure that we're on a consistent basis of addressing gaps mm -hmm. and making sure that students are being, again, exposed to um, what's happening in business and industry, I think we'll, we'll do a fabulous job. It's all, it's all about partnerships. Now, before I let you go, uh, anyone who's interested, give them all the information they need to contact you all and uh, let's get this plane off the ground. Yes, sir. So as always, the only thing that they have to do is reach out to Southwest. You can actually call us at 901-333-5000. Okay. Or you can email us at admissions at southwest.tn.edu. Okay. And our website is www.southwest.tn.edu. Listen, we're the, the only community college in this particular region in, the, in Memphis, Tennessee. So, uh, we're not hard to find. Not hard to find. <laughs> and we have seven locations, so we're not hard to find. Nah, man, I, I, you guys are doing it. Well, listen, I, I really had to to have you on to talk about this, and I'm really excited uh, for the for the for you and for the entire uh, Tennessee Southwest Community College community because this is it's a big deal here. This is the big deal. Uh, people want opportunities. Uh, you know, they want opportunities. They're crying because there aren't any. This is a great opportunity. So congratulations uh, to, you. to you all out there and all the best. And you know what? That's, let, let me, let's us partner up. You, get, you have some interesting uh, academic uh, issues coming down the road, some things that our folks should know about. You know where to find me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, and more to come. We are in the process now, similar to the aviation operations technology program. We're constantly, again, meeting with business and industry, yeah. identifying what their workforce needs are, and developing those programs to meet those needs. Dr. Kendrick Hooker, Vice yeah. President, uh, Academic Affairs, Tennessee Southwest Community College. Thanks for coming on Real Talk, and I really appreciate you, and congratulations again. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. That, you. Absolutely. That. Yes. Well, there you go. So uh, that's a nice way to wrap up the show. And I mean, when you think about the fact that the statistics show that there are only 3% of African-Americans in the airline industry in whatever capacity is in, that's a very, very big deal. And I hope that someone listens tonight or, or tells somebody that you listened tonight and, and heard about this. And if somebody's interested in that, you know what? Send them over to Tennessee Southwest Community College. I mean, this is a, this is a very great, great opportunity and rare. It's the only one in the state of Tennessee. So I want to thank all my guests tonight. This has been fun. Um, we spoke with uh, Reverend Ayanna Watkins from uh, MICA. She was the executive director and uh, lead organizer. We also spoke with Pat Mitchell-Worley. She's the newly named president and CEO of the Soulsville Foundation. And, of course, we just finished up with uh, Dr. Kendricks Hooker. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for paying attention to what we do around here on this little radio show. I have a small platform, and it's every Monday night from 6 to 7 p.m. I see my friend Ward Lindsay is checking us out, and my barber and pastor. Well, he's not my pastor, but he is a pastor. Carlos J. Rogers Sr., <laughs> he's, he's checking us out, as well as Cynthia Davis, too. Uh, she's checking us out as well. Let's see here. Uh, Diane Towns uh, watching us tonight. And uh, Ms. Nicholson, you're you checking us out. I haven't seen you in a minute. I'm glad to see you back on the, uh, the old Facebook Live. So listen, if you uh, like the show and you like what we do and you like how we do what we do, tell a friend. Uh, we are just short of 500 members 
of the Real Talk Radio Show fans page. And as, uh, what, what time is it? We, we got another minute. I'm going to ramble. How much of my time we got? A couple minutes? Okay, yeah. Lola behind the board tonight. So, uh, yeah, okay. She's keeping the clock on mute. So, listen, we're trying to do some things around here. We have almost 500 members of our, of our uh, radio uh, fans show page. Uh, so, you know what? We'd like you to check us out. You know, we're a friendly bunch around here, and we provide information. And more importantly, I want you to get more involved in the show. Uh, when you hear certain guests or when you hear certain things that are said or you have some thoughts and suggestions about how we can continue to grow the show and make it better, because that's my goal is to make this show stand up and stand out. And as Lola plays us out, uh, once again, a very grateful to each and every one of you. Spread the word. OK, pass the word. Please pass the word. OK, it's important. Because if we can become something here, then we can become something out there. You understand what I'm saying, Chase? So, as we uh, get out of here, I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to sit in this chair every week. Uh, I really appreciate it more than you ever know, and it is my favorite time uh, of the entire week, uh, hanging out with you all for an hour. So, for Nicole, for Lola... And my possible third person, <laughs> who, will, who, will, who will grill and, and, and work it in. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, seriously, uh, very grateful and thankful. And if the Lord says so, we will be back here, same time, the same chair, and try to do it just a little bit better. So for all of us at Real Talk Memphis, I'm Chip, and I'm out. Have a great week.